You are worthy of having great relationships. You are attracting good things in your life. You respect your boundaries. You deserve to be treated with respect. You make a difference in the world. You matter. If your compassion does not include yourself, then it is incomplete. Selflessness and selfishness are able to coexist when you know how to show up for yourself first and others when necessary. Don't overextend yourself when your glass is half empty. Restore your energy first and pour into others when you can. Nothing that I have ever needed has been taken from me. What was meant to stay was for me. What has left needed to leave. I am always protected and abundant because I walk by faith. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Girl Speak with Key. Of course, I'm Key and happy Wednesday. Okay, so this episode is a little different. Um, I've been gone now for like two weeks and uh, honestly, I've been gone now for like six weeks, but y'all actually didn't know that because I kept putting out content because I pre-record all of my shows. So I've been gone now for a while and I battled with if I was going to tell you why I haven't been recording or how why I wasn't putting any shows out, but... Y'all deserve to know because I've been transparent on my journey this whole time. So you do deserve to know why I haven't been recording about, I'll say, episode 15, 15, 16. It was the one with Bobby T. That particular episode, the week prior to that, my uncle committed suicide. And I took a hit because, like, it's one thing I've given advice several times to people that have been through like a loss like that you know I told them not to blame themselves like it was nothing that they couldn't do like I've talked to several people I've been a lending ear for so many people over the years and I didn't realize until it happened to me that that's something you really can't give advice on I mean until you actually go through that you don't know how somebody feel like I had a conversation with a friend about I'll say like three weeks ago and I told my friend I felt guilty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I didn't spend enough time with my uncle. Because I'm the family member that never go home. Like, I'm the one that moves away and don't go to the cookouts on July 4th. Like, I don't care about Christmas. Like, I, I never really spent time with my family like that. So, the last time I saw my uncle was at his brother's funeral. Because we already had suffered a loss two months prior to this. So... I remember seeing him, and I remember saying to myself that I needed to hug him, but I didn't. I didn't because I was so worried about COVID-19 and all of that, which, let me tell y'all something funny. I got diagnosed with COVID like seven days later after that funeral, and I didn't even touch my family. I didn't let none of my family members touch me at that funeral. I didn't even get it from there. I got it from my kid when she was going to school. And I said all that to say, every day, I play back the last time I saw my uncle. And every day, I wonder if it was something that I could say or something I could have did or maybe. Because I sit on this show every week. And I tell y'all that y'all enough. And I tell that I tell y'all that y'all going to make it. And I tell y'all that y'all going to do all of this and all of that. But I didn't affirm my uncle. I didn't say anything to him. Nothing. Like, I I can't even remember. 
I don't remember the last time. I know because he was one. See, my family is divided between preachers and drunks. And, you know, if you know me, I'm in the middle. You feel me? So I'm all I'm dead in the middle. Like, I'm not a preacher, but kind of, but I'm not a drunk. But I get drunk, you feel me? So it's like I'm right in the middle. So, like, the last time I saw him, he was one of those drunks that say he love you when he get drunk. Like, the the happy I love y'all drunks. And my family don't say they love each other. Like, me and my mom, the last time I told my mom I loved her was because I thought I was finna die because I was getting on a plane and I had never flew before. And I was like, I love you. And she was like. I love you too. You know what I'm saying? So we don't say that. But like my uncle, he always made sure he said it. He always made sure he kissed me on the face. Like, but the last time I saw him, I was so concerned about, okay, I'm going to say the pandemic because I usually say like the Panda Express, but this is serious. So I'm not going to be funny right now. But like, I was so concerned about the pandemic that I didn't want nobody touching me. And I got another friend that went through suicide. Like, he, he's a, a survivor of suicide. And I'll be honest, like, he kind of is the only person that's helping me through this because it's really nothing you can say to somebody that's going through this. Like, everything just seemed cliche. Everything just seemed like something that's in a book. And week after week, I wanted to talk to y'all because May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And it was my perfect opportunity to talk to y'all, but I just didn't feel like I was strong enough to talk without crying. So I didn't do it. Or it was one of those conversations that I felt like I wasn't ready to have. But, like, we need to have it. Like, let's be for real. Like, it's so many men that don't feel safe. They don't feel safe to cry. They don't feel safe to say they're not happy. They don't feel safe to say they're tired. Like, men are expected to provide and be superheroes day after day. And they never are expected to feel. I got a son. And I'll be honest. I used to tell my son, don't cry. Like, I didn't want him. I didn't want him to be a crybaby. I wanted him to be tough. But going through this, I need my boy to cry. Like, if he need to cry and he not happy, I want him to feel safe telling me. Because I don't feel like my uncle felt safe. I don't feel like... And the thing is, he came home after his brother died. And even before that, he because he didn't stay here, he would come home and he will see his mom, my grandmother, every week. Every weekend. He would come on Friday. He will stay till Sunday. She didn't have no signs. Like, it was nothing. She, this took us off. It, it caught us off guard because he didn't feel safe. As a woman, I am a straight woman. I date men, and I'm saying this for a reason. Like, I want my partner to feel comfortable enough to come home from work or whatever he got going on and just say it ain't it, that he's stressed out. But we as women... We we cry all I cry every day. Like like no, this is not a joke. Like I am a Scorpio woman. <laughs> and I cry every you know, this is my shit. I cry every fucking day. I cry every day. I cry because it's raining and I don't want it to cry I don't want it to rain. I cry because I done gained weight and my pants don't fit. I cry because 
Maybe my boo ain't answer the phone. I cry because the food don't taste right sometimes. I cry all the time. Like, I cry all the time. I cry all the time. Like, I want y'all to feel me. Like, I cry all the time. Like, 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 but I need my partner to, like, feel comfortable. I hope he doesn't cry as much as I do because I cry all the time. But I want him to feel comfortable enough to tell me that he ain't feeling good. And I've seen so much on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram about what we expect out of man. Like a man is just supposed to be so strong. But to the, my male followers, because I have some, and I appreciate y'all. Like when I started this show, I never thought I would have the following that I have. And I never thought men would relate to me in the way that they do. And you want to know what's crazy? Y'all don't be trying to smash. Like y'all really like my show. Like y'all F with me for real. Like for real, for real. I appreciate that. But I said I like to say like strength comes from being able to be emotional, emotionally aware. Because sometimes when you take your feelings and you tuck them in, that hurts you actually more than if you was to come out and say how you felt. And to be honest, I can honestly say I feel my uncle, he just got tired. And as a person that is suffering from the loss of someone that took their life. We have so many thoughts like, bro, you okay now? Like, you you, you ain't hurting no more, but what we supposed to do? And I, I know that's selfish. Like, that's one of the most selfish thoughts that I probably could have. But I'm honest enough with y'all to tell y'all I think about it every day. I think about the fact that this is a loss that affected my great-grandma, and it affected my grandma, and it affected his kids, and it affected me. And I'm a great-niece. I'm not even like a niece. Like, this is my great-uncle. But it affects every day I think about it. But I said all that to say that we're all human, regardless of what your gender is. And if you need somebody to talk to, I used to have my phone on Do Not Disturb all the time. It ain't on Do Not Disturb anymore. If you need somebody to talk to and you know my social media, if you know how to find me and my links are always in my description, reach out to me. And if you don't want to reach out to me, I'll put the suicide hotline number in the description because it's somebody that you can talk to out there that can help you. My uncle killed himself. Like, he got tired. And he killed himself. And this is something. My dad died, like, five years ago. It'll be six years on August the 19th. My dad went to work, and he had a massive heart attack and a stroke, and he dropped dead, okay? And that was something hard to deal with because it was sudden. It was sudden. I went prepared for it. And anybody that know me know that when my dad died, we wasn't even speaking, which made the situation even worse. I wasn't talking to him. We hadn't talked in like 18 months over something that I don't even, I remember what it is. It ain't even important for me to tell y'all what it was because it wasn't even that deep. 
my uncle. Y'all, nothing prepares you for suicide. Like, there's nothing There's nothing that prepares you, even if they leave you a note, like, if they text you, if they call you. It's nothing that prepares. It's no book. Like, there probably is books at Barnes & Nobles or something that's supposed to help you with that. But until you actually go through it, that stuff don't, it don't resonate. Because do you know how many people told me to stop blaming myself? And I still do it. So I made it, I made a pact with myself. I did. And I said that anybody connected to me, anybody else that's connected to me, I'm going to make sure that they feel safe. Safe enough to talk to me. If you don't, if you don't want to talk to me, safe enough to tell me that something wrong so I can connect you with the right people to talk to if you don't want to talk to me. And that's just that I learned a lot in the last five weeks about me about family every weekend I make sure I go see my family like I said I never was the type to go home like when I left Mullins I just act like Florence was the city and I just stopped going home but I'm making my business to check on my family now because every day ain't promised tomorrow is not promised and you don't want to be like me wondering what you could have said or what you could have did or maybe one hug or maybe one kiss could have changed things you, you don't want to be like me. Okay, so now I'm doing something new for the first time. If you have any questions that you like to ask me, it could be about me. Hopefully you don't get too personal, but y'all know I be telling my business anyway. Um, If you want to ask me about me or you want to ask me for advice or anything like that, you can call in and, yeah, we're going to do the keys with keys segment, but we're going to do a live version of that. Hi, this is Key. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can I, hear you. Is she talking? Can y'all hear me? Ooh, wee girl. Okay. So my biggest challenge I have faced in the dating scene, oh, <laughs> you had to start heavy, ain't it? Um, the biggest one that I've ran into is that audacity is at an all-time high. Audacity is on sale. It's on sale, boo. It's on sale. Like, these... <sighs> My show is clean. These men, they just be giving you the bare minimum, and then they expect for you to be okay with it. And what I mean by the bare minimum is I remember on episode, what was it, one? I said I wanted to go to Texas Roadhouse, which is nasty. I don't like it. Don't take me there. But um, I said all I wanted to do was go to Texas Roadhouse because I'd never been there before, right? Nobody had ever took me to Texas. And it was one of them things where people be like, so what do you like to do? What do you want to do this weekend? I'm like, oh, I always wanted to try Texas Roadhouse. Crickets. Like, I I was, I remember when I first started the show, I was conversing with, 
we're not getting into that. But I was conversing with several people at the time, and none of them would take me on dates. And so I finally, like, called my homegirl up, and I was like, yo, let's go to Texas Roadhouse. I spent $34 on dinner for me and my friend. And I was like, okay, so this is what I wanted. Again, it was nasty. I don't want to go back. But I said all that to say, men want to rub on your knee. And not do anything. And that is one of the most challenging things with dating that I ran across. Like, because you're not rubbing on my knee for like, like, okay, I'm hungry. You're not going to ask me if I want something to eat or nothing. Like, you just going to just rub on me. Like, we can't go to, you know, you ain't even want to give me a, a $5 bigot bag. Like, nothing. You just rubbing on me. Or you don't, you don't take any interest. Another thing that I came across that's hard about dating and if you listening to this show i don't want you i I, i'm not trying to don't don't inbox me after this but okay men don't take an interest in what you have going on like okay so i have a podcast you've never heard a show that i've ever put out i had this one guy tell me i love the music that you rate every week music are you talking about my intro no like you play songs like So I play my own because I was confused. I was like, okay, maybe I do play music. I don't rate songs. I don't play the new hottest videos on my show. Like, they don't take no interest in what you got going on. So um, you didn't ask me this, but I'm just going to say this. For anybody that's listening to this and y'all need dating advice, stop letting them rub on your knee and they don't ask you if you're hungry. That's one. Two. Two. Another thing. If you are into something and your partner or who trying to be your partner, he don't care about what you got going or her. Cause you might be, you know, you might be with the woman, you know, I ain't like that, but you might be like that. I don't really know. So if you with somebody or you trying to be with somebody, you an artist, they don't care about your music. You a podcaster. They don't listen to your shows. You draw. They don't buy you no crayons. Leave them alone. It's somebody out here that's going to care about what you got going on. Um, To the person on the phone, are you still there? I'm sorry, I said a lot. Is, is she still there? Okay. <laughs> Do you have any? You say what? Girl, I ramble on because 2020 was a very interesting year. If you listen to episodes one through six, <laughs> 2020 was a very interesting year. 2021 is turning up for me when it comes to, um, you know, dating and stuff now. But I've experienced so much in such a small amount of time. Like, y'all, it's time for summer. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to let that go. Do you have another question for me? Yes. Stop letting these. Yes, I can't say the N word, but yes, ma'am. Stop letting them rub on your knee. And you hungry. Ain't nothing like having sex and you hungry. Like they can't buy you nothing to eat first. Like, okay. Oh, and for the ones. Okay, we're we going to do another episode on properly dating because I don't want y'all to take this the wrong way and think that I be having sex for a biggie bag because that's not what I meant. Y'all take everything so literal on this doggone show. But um, we're going to go into properly dating on the next episode. 
I don't know who it is that just called in because I wanted you to call in anonymous. But, girl, thank you for calling in. If you got a friend that want to call in, you know somebody else got to call in, you know, tell them to call in. I got a lot to say. I ain't talked to y'all in a couple of weeks. Thank you, boo. I, um, this will come out Wednesday, so happy Wednesday. When you listen to this, it'll be Wednesday, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay, so that was the first one. That was kind of easy. It was kind of hard, but it was kind of easy. Hello, this is Key. Who is this? Um, how you doing? This is Anonymous. Um, <laughs> I, I would ask you, um, what is the term rubbing on the knee means? Okay, so I've said rubbing on the knee on a couple of episodes, and I'm gonna break it down. Y'all know this this show is clean, so when I talk about rubbing on the knee, it's the hoochie coochie, it's the parallel, it's the okay, it's having sex because. You might not know what I look like, but I have big knees and I have thighs and it usually starts with a man rubbing on my knee. So when I say rubbing on the knee, that means intercourse, sex, hoochie coochie, your loose, my Lucy May, your Pete Bird connecting, relations, velocity, um... The F word, um, frequencies, uh, sweat. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's, it's, it's my clean version of having relations is rubbing on the knee. Did I, did I explain it for you? Yes, I, I, I get the question. I, I get the answer that you gave me, but that's not like old people's stuff. I am from Mullins, and I sound like I'm from Mullins. <laughs> so I definitely act like somebody or sound like somebody. I wasn't raised by my grandma, but I sound like I was raised by my grandma. I keep it country. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's freaking you, Jodeci. Well, thank you. I'm going to be rubbing on knees all summer. <laughs> Use protection, please. All right, next caller. No. No. <laughs> Thanks, Carla. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate you. So, like I said, this show is a little bit different than my other shows. I might bring this back again. I don't know. But thank you for joining me for another episode of My Curl Speak with Key. To follow the show, follow us at MCS with Key. To get the, to know the voice behind everything, follow me at The Diary of Key on all platforms. That's Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. And on Clubhouse, it's two wise. You can email the show at mycurlspeak at gmail.com. Also, if you like to leave a voicemail and it be played and responded to live, the number is 803-310-4075. Thanks. See you next week.